Hi, hello, welcome to the episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is October the 22nd, 2023. Hopefully this episode finds you well in good spirits and high hopes. As for me, I'm doing well, enjoying my Sunday, Sunday fun day. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Bob. Uh, let's see. Um, let's report. What did we do? How has our weekend been? I would say my weekend's been very, very good. I had a really good time. I was finally able to see my friends in Northside. At least some of my friends, you know, it was nice, you know, get a little, little bit of the gang together. It was, it was really fun. Uh, food corner. I went to Chameleon and got a couple slices of pizza and the homies split some fries. So that was also yummy. Uh, I had a really, really good time. Uh, let's see here. Bit of a late start for me, a little bit of a flux. Uh, I wound up uh, going to the grocery store, getting my stuff in, all that. Um, so that's that's all done. That's all good. But, you know, we're just kind of chilling, recuperating from the, uh, you know, the night prior. But uh, overall, doing good, doing well. Uh, let's see here. Did want to cover some news, um, some sad news, and then I uh, wanted to kind of end it out in some better, well, not better news, just lighter, you know. I know it's been a heavy week, and, you know, that's this life, and that, that's how it goes, but I did want to, you know, do a little bit of a half and half, if you will, for this episode, I figured. Um, so let's start, actually, no, wait, wait, wait. let me uh, go ahead and do my startup, and then we'll go ahead and... Um, Get into this news. start with abc news detroit synagogue president found stabbed to death outside home the president of a detroit synagogue was found stabbed to death outside her home saturday morning police and the synagogue said the isaac agreed downtown synagogue put out a statement later in the afternoon identifying the victim as board president samantha wall Detroit police responded to a 9/11 or I'm sorry a 911 call of a of an unresponsive person around 6:30 a.m. and found a body outside a home on Ju- Joliet Place. The woman, who was not immediately identified by investigators, had suffered multiple stab wounds. Police said, "At this point, we do not have more information." but we'll share more when it becomes available. May her memory be a blessing, the synagogue said in a Facebook post. Let's see. The police did not have any information on possible motive behind the killing, which is being investigated as a homicide. Uh, There's also, they also state that there was uh, no likely forced, uh, or there was likely no forced entry into the home. Um... But they did, uh, police officers observed a trail of blood leading officers to the victim's residence. So, I mean, obviously it's very gruesome, very graphic, um, event, situation that happened. Uh, 
Um, I really hope that they can find the person, you know, people, you know, responsible in this situation, you know, in this fucking horrendous act. Uh, it's a shame that you see this shit on both sides of th- that, you know, just there's just more anti-Semitic hate. There's more hate against Muslim people right now. And it's like that's literally the exact opposite of what we need. You know, you need to have people, you know, trying to do their best and have cooler heads reveal and to not resort to violence because uh, this kind of violence is senseless. It doesn't do anything. So, you know, for me, I definitely wanted to make sure that I covered it and talked about it because it's you know you know it's unfortunate yes it's sad yes but you know you gotta highlight the shit you gotta talk about the shit you gotta talk about how wrong the shit is and like do the opposite of spreading that shit you know what i mean uh you don't want to incite that you don't want to stoke it um let's see here was there anything else i wanted to add no they like they don't have any kind of leads or anything like that as of yet uh, they do say, though, that Wall was, uh, you know, politically active. Wall had a long career in local politics and worked with several elected officials over the years, according to her LinkedIn page. Uh, there are, um, you know, several, um, you know, political, you know, people who, you know, talk about her in very kind ways, very kind light. Um, so, you know, as well as, you know, people from her synagogue as well. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's very unfortunate to see this kind of stuff, cover this kind of stuff, but, um, hopefully, you know, we get some answers there and, you know, we see less of this kind of activity. Uh, but let's, uh, move along. Another story, not so good, very sad, uh, from NPR, police locate a vehicle last operated by the suspect in a Maryland judge, uh, Maryland judge's killing. Sorry. The Washington County Sheriff's Office issued a statement on Saturday saying it located the vehicle last operated by the man suspected of fatally shooting Maryland Circuit Court Judge Andrew Wilkinson. The Sheriff's Office said the search for the 49-year-old homicide suspect Pedro Manuel Argot uh, last seen operating a 2009 silver mercedes continues the vehicle was located in williamsport maryland by sunday afternoon the sarah's office said it had concluded search operations in the williamsport area because no further information indicated that argot was nearby uh, Wilkinson was shot in the driveway of his haggerston maryland home on thursday night According to the sheriff's office statement, the 52-year-old was transported to Meredith Medical Center in Hagerson, where he later died of his injuries. Uh, let's see. Earlier that day, Wilkinson awarded Argot's wife full custody of the estranged couple's four children in divorce proceedings. The judge also ordered Argot not to contact them. Uh, let's see. According to NPR member WYPR in Baltimore, Argot did not attend the hearing, but authorities believed the suspect targeted Wilkinson as a result of the judge's ruling. So, yet again, uh, another unfortunate situation. Uh, the suspect is at large. I do, you know, especially when, you know, you're hopping in, you, you get these kind of things. I, I kind of like to just cover it just wrapped up if I can. But, 
you know, obviously in both of these situations, I'll definitely keep you posted. Uh, in this situation, they do have a brief description of the person. Describes as a five foot seven inch tall man, 130 pounds, with black hair and brown eyes. Uh, let's see here. Um, and they're also offering, U.S. Marshals are offering up to $10,000 reward for information leading to his arrest. Argot has ties to multiple locations beyond the state of Maryland to include Brooklyn and Long Island, New York, Tampa, and Clearwater, Florida, Columbus, Indiana, or Columbus, Indiana, and unknown cities in North Carolina, the, a Marshal Service statement said. Okay, so that was the heavy, heavy shit. Uh, let's let's talk about some lighter stuff. I mean, granted, it, it's some pretty big theft. Uh, from the Insider, a six hundred million dollar catalytic converter theft ring has revealed what happens when the pricey car part is stolen. Now, I gotta say, Mia culpa if this is just an update that I forgot about. You know, and, you know, here we are just doing that because I feel like I talked about catalytic converters on this podcast before. Feel like we've had this talk and i feel like this is like the same thing but either way this is like a big update in that and they kind of go through a little bit more of the breakdown so i figured hey whatever let's just let's just cover it so uh let's see it began as a business front under the under a family name vang auto then within three years members of the vang family had sold millions of dollars worth of stolen catalytic converters participating in a sprawling nationwide theft ring Prosecutors alleged in an indictment filed in October of 2022. On Monday, three members of the Sacramento, California uh, family pleaded guilty to conspiring to transport catalytic converters to New Jersey for more than $38 million in wired payments. Um, Let's see. The brothers are To Su Vang, 32 years old, Andrew Vang, 28 years old, and their mother, Monica Mua, 58 years old. Um, Let's see here. 21 people across five states were arrested last year in connection to a national network of thieves, dealers, and processors that sold $600 million worth of stolen catalytic converters, according to the Justice Department. The defendants were charged in two separate indictments in the Eastern District of California Court and the Northern District of Oklahoma. Thirteen were charged in the Northern District of Oklahoma, where the case is still open. Six of the nine charged in Eastern District of California still have cases or still have open cases. Uh, let's see here. They do go on to explain what a catalytic converter is. Um, it is an emission control device installed on, on the undercarriage of m- most U.S. vehicles that run on an internal combustion engine, and they have become a coveted piece of equipment for thieves. Um, it's super fucking inconvenient when someone gets under your car and winds up slicing these off, and um, you know you wind up waking up, turning on your car. It's super loud. It's super scary and jarring, um, and it's a very expensive fix. So, um, you know, for the people who are selling them, essentially what winds up happening in in this situation, they were taking it to Vang Family Auto, uh, they were taking it to Vang Auto, whatever, selling them the parts, and then they were going to take the parts and selling them off to, um, 
Let's see. I think it's DG Auto. Uh, let's see. Let's get to that. Um, prosecutors allege in court documents that the brothers and mothers purchased catalytic converters that they knew were stolen from local thieves and cutters, um, which is a term used for people who steal the devices from vehicles. Uh, let's see. Yeah. So yeah, uh, DG Auto. Um, but essentially, they had set up this arrangement where they subscribed to this app that um, DG Auto like made and, and ran. And essentially, they had to pay for this subscription, but it gave them access to like, hey, if you have this catalytic converter like from this kind of car or whatever, this is how much it's going for market-wise, and this is how much we'll take it. And they're like, okay, cool. And they were just running orders and like doing wire payments um, for a while. Um, yeah, Fang Auto. I don't know. I was so jammed up about that. Uh, according to the indictment, DG Auto was incorporated as a catalytic converter recycling company on February 4th of 2020 and had locations throughout uh, New, Jer uh, yeah, New Jersey. New Jersey. The business was operated by six employees who were arrested last year. Uh, let's see. Um, yeah, they also alleged that DNG, DG Auto employees created an app that was available to Apple and Android devices that could provide quotes on various catalytic converters, according to the court records. Um, so this is a pretty sophisticated scheme when you just get into it. The fact that you could literally just hop up on your phone and say, okay, well, these are the ones we have. Okay, this is how much we're going to make from them today. This is the, the market value. Cool. And you set it all up, ship them the, the, the parts, the catalytic converters, and then you just make your money. Um, so pretty fucking nice racket they had going. Excuse me. And so, yeah, this went on between two years, uh, between February 13th of 2020 and May 31st of 2022. Uh, DG Auto wired Vang Auto about $36.1 million during that same period. The Vang brothers withdrew about $32.6 million to pay catalytic converters, uh, thieves, and cash, the indictment alleged. Uh, as part of the plea agreement, To Su Vang is required to forfeit his assets, which include two properties in Sacramento County, 22 vehicles including Teslas, trailers, jet skis, ATVs, and a Ford F-250 truck, and uh, the catalytic converters. That makes sense. Um, so yeah, I, I think they, yeah, they all pled out. Uh, I think essentially get lighter sentences, especially for their mom, who, you know, I think their attorney or whatever uh, said, hey, you know, my client was the least, you know, culpable because, you know, she couldn't even speak English. She was like, you know, doing the least amount in this scheme. But um so yeah, a little bit of a bow there tying it up. Uh, figured I'd cover that, or maybe I'm covering it for the first time. Who fucking knows? Kinda, yeah, that's the beauty of this podcast. <laughs> All right, one more thing to cover, and then I'll let you go for the day. You know what that means? We'll take my last break. All right. 
our last story comes from the insider a man faked heart attacks 20 times at fancy restaurants to avoid paying the bill police say um i wish i could say this was a guy for my own heart but i'm i would highly disagree especially because i'm very much anti uh dine and dash but you know i get it you, you do have you know a, a fancy taste you want to you want to live the best you can on you know a budget what have you but um this man thought, hey, I have a little handy life hack that can get me out of any, uh, you know, food bill. And it, you know, has caught up with him yet again. But whatever. Let's get into it. Let's talk about it. Um, a 50-year-old Lithuanian... <coughs> excuse me. A 50-year-old Lithuanian man living in Spain repeated, repeatedly faked heart attacks at a fancy at fancy restaurants to avoid paying the bill, according to Spanish authorities. The man, whose name has not been released, though I found it as Itis J, um, so I'm like, okay, that's close enough, that's fine with me, um, uh, was arrested last month in Alicante after attempting to leave a restaurant without settling his bill by pretending to become unwell, local police said. This, it was the 20th such incident within a year, making the man well known to the local police force, a spokesperson for Alicante National Police told Insider. In the most recent incident, the man ordered two whiskeys and seafood paella at El Buren Corner, receiving the receiving a bill for 34 and 85 euros um i don't know the whole how that looks whatever sorry um around 36 dollars and 75 cents at the end of his meal according to spain's efe news agency the manager of the restaurant moise dominish told efe that a colleague noticed the man attempting to dine a dash and informed him of the outstanding bill Obviously, that right there is very fucked up. Um, if you don't know, when you dine a dash, you are not only stiffing the restaurant, like, oh, oh stick it to the company, whatever, fuck, fuck big chilies, but you're also stiffing the waiter. Like, that comes out of their own fucking check, which I think is crazy as hell. Um, but, um, yeah, that's how that at least goes in America, as I'm told and understood. So, um, obviously, boo, fucking don't do that. Like, if you can't fucking eat, then... You know, just don't go to some fucking restaurant and try to pull a fucking move. That's crazy. That's wild as hell. Um, anywho, so this man essentially gets caught and um, he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, I'm actually not trying to steal. I'm going to go to my hotel and, you know, just get my, my, you know, my money to pay, which is like, come on, bro. Like, no, no shot. We're not letting you go. Um, so then he dramatically throws himself on the floor and he just tries to proceed to go to heart attack mode. But people are like, nah, dude, we are, we, like, we know who you are. We know your game. We're hip to this. And they call the police. Uh, police show up and arrest him. Uh, essentially, he seemed mad casual about it. Um, didn't seem too pressed. Um, yeah, the end here. The officer, who is not named, noted that the man usually greeted officers with a smile and appeared unfazed about spending a night behind or uh, spending a night or two behind bars. So, you know, he's kind of used to the rodeo. He's like, mm, I got to eat something nice tonight. 
I'm going to try to pull the move. If it don't work, I'm going to go nuclear. And, uh, it, you know, he's he's okay with getting stuck up. But I, I think it's really fucked up. Obviously, boo this man. Tomato, tomato, tomato. But, you know, I don't know. Interesting Griff move, I guess. But uh, better luck next time. No, just maybe just skip on the paella and the whiskeys, buddy. I don't know. That That's my advice. Uh, that's all we have for today. That's the episode. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. And thank you so much for being a friend. And hopefully I see you soon for some more good news. I love you. Bye-bye. Mwah.